Hello, you beautiful people. Welcome back. I am so excited to be speaking to you guys again. Every time I'm able to do an episode, it is just such a pleasure. Today I have a couple of things. We're going to steer off path just a little bit because I feel like God has been speaking to me over the past couple of days and he's been weighing some things on my heart about this podcast in particular and who my audience is. So I want to talk about, um, I'm going to bring up a couple of scriptures in the Bible that you guys can refer to. And, but I'm also going to direct your attention to self-love. So the world tells us that loving ourselves <clears throat> is about worrying about ourselves. You know, at the end of the day, we should come first as individuals. We take care of ourselves first um, before we take care of anyone else. But oftentimes, by having the world teach us that, um, the the projection of self um, comes off as uh, narcissistic. It comes off as um, arrogant. And it comes off as proud and boastful, right? Now, it's not just coming off as that, um, but it is in fact that when the world teaches you how to love oneself, right? But when we turn to our Heavenly Father, you'll recognize that being arrogant is not of God. God is completely against anyone being boastful. Um, God is against anyone being lovers of themselves, narcissistic. Um, So the, the question then remains, well, how does one love oneself? How does one pour into themselves so that they can feel good about themselves. And there's nothing wrong about feeling good about yourselves. So I learned today and over these past couple of days through the Holy Spirit and through reading that one of the main things you wanna focus on when you're loving yourself is what the meaning of love is, right? And the whole point of of truly loving oneself, right? is not for the sake of just loving oneself, right? But it's it's truly for in the kingdom of God, loving oneself is truly for the sake of being able to love others, right? So when your cup is full, when you don't, when you want for nothing, right? When you have given yourself the rest that you need through Christ, when you have given yourself the peace that you need through Christ, you are able to excellently, more efficiently give yourself to others, right? And today I was learning about this, the, the scripture, very brief, and it's from Romans 
chapter 15, verses 1 and 2, right? And it says, we who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up, right? So that when we when we have invested into ourselves, you know, through Christ, we are fully capable of receiving the people that the Lord sends to us, right? Not us seeking people out, okay? That that's a whole nother ballpark. You have to truly you have to be gifted and graced to evangelize, right? But what happens when the Lord sends somebody your way? right? Say a, a prime example, and maybe you never realized this, that you are called to help this particular person, but let me enlighten you. Say you have somebody in your life, right? And this person is, I guess what you would call a nuisance, you know? They, they're constantly complaining, constantly bickering, you know? And they do things like call you at inconvenient times, times that seem inconvenient to you because in all honesty, you probably never really wanna talk to this person. But when you're walking with God, you have to realize that nothing is an accident, right? Now, if you have this person calling you, right, maybe they don't know who the Lord is, right? In the spirit, something that they are not aware of, but you are aware of, in the spirit, the spirit can lead us in a certain direction, right? The spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. The spirit told Peter that Jesus was our Lord and Savior, um, the spirit has a an abundance of power, right? So if this person, think of it this way, this person, they are not of the kingdom. They, they don't know who God is. They are not in tune with their spirit, but they feel out of all the people that they know, even if they only know two people, but you are the only, you are the one person that comes to their mind when they decide, okay, I have something to talk about and I'm going to reach out to this person. Let me tell you now. All right. And I'm telling you this in the mighty name of Jesus, because it was something that was given to me from my father. And I think it will really help you guys. That person, right. They were given in their spirit, the want the need, the desire to reach out to you, okay? There is something that our heavenly father knows you have, okay? That you are equipped with to lift this person up. God saves me every single day, you know? And it's very difficult some days being a mother and the amount of responsibility that I have in carrying it out. And there was a period throughout my life where all God did was try to teach me how to love myself, you know, and he, but in the midst of teaching me how to love myself, how to find peace in the midst of the storm, how to be rested, even though things were happening around me, he also had to teach me at the same time that even though I'm teaching you how to love yourself and you live in this world, right? The world at this time, um, it's trying to teach the exact same thing, but they're not teaching it the way that I would like for you guys to receive it. The enemy has his hands in this message and he is perverting my words, my scripture and the, and the light that I'm trying to bring to this world. Right. And God had to show me 
being arrogant and being boastful in oneself is not loving oneself. It's toxic. And that toxicity is going to wash over other people. If you teach it to yourself and other people come to you and they're looking for some sort of solace or they want to be taught the same thing, you're not going to teach them how to love themselves the kingdomly way if the way you've received it is from the world, right? So I, again, I read to you Romans 15, um, one second, Romans 15, one, verses one to two. It says, those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter, right? So let's stop there. Those of us who are strong, right? When we, when God says, love yourself, we know that God has already given us the definition of what love is, right? Love is patient and love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not proud. Love does not dishonor others. Love is not self-seeking. Love is not easily angered. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil. And love rejoices with truth, okay? So that means that when we are teaching, when we are loving on ourselves, right? When we are investing in ourselves, we are being patient with ourselves. We are being kind to ourselves. And what that patience and kindness might look like is uh, finding time in your day, say uh, you have a lot to do, right? But you found a space in the day. Even if you don't find it, you, you, you make a space in the day where you decide instead of taking a shower, I'm going to take a bath. And I'm going to sit down and in that bath, I'm going to think about my life. I'm going to plan about the rest of my evening. And I'm going to praise God in the midst of sitting in the stillness of the water. And I'm going to enjoy being able to lay my head back. This is how you love yourself, you know. But in the midst of your loving yourself, you're also loving God. You're also putting your faith in God, anchoring in God, right? And then... Love does not envy. Love does not boast. So in the midst of you loving yourself, you're not turning to, say, Instagram, and you're not looking at other women like, oh, well, this is how I love myself, by seeing what other women look like and basically desiring um uh, coveting the way that they look, which means that now that I've invested an hour, two hours, say on Instagram, Facebook, whatever the social media is, or maybe it's a real somebody out here in real life who you're like, listen, I want to love myself, but I'm going to love myself by duplicating exactly how another person looks because that's how I imagine myself to be. No, 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 no. Okay. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in God, right? So yeah, you see somebody wearing a particular skirt and you're like, oh, you know what? I never shop for myself. I'm going to love on myself and I'm going to, you know, take myself shopping instead of taking my family shopping like I always doing do and never buy anything for myself. Cool. You want that skirt? You buy the skirt. But what you don't do, right? What, loving oneself is not emulating this image um, of a certain type of uh, style that's going to get you a certain type of attention that's not godly, that's not kingdom.
The Lord gave you a particular style. He made you so unique. You don't have to look like anybody else but yourself. If you want that skirt, if you want that pair of clothing, if you are inspired, okay, not coveting, but inspired by a particular look, by all means, go out there and get it, but keep the Lord at the forefront of your mind. Is this particular look, is it kingdom? Is it godly? Love does not dishonor others. So in the midst of you loving yourself, you don't trash other people. You don't bash other people. So say like for an example, you do find quiet time, right? And you want to invest in this quiet time. You want to read your book. You want to write in your journal, whatever you want to do in your relaxation time, right? But in the midst of you um, planning that uh, relaxation time, you just completely disregard that your family needs to eat. Your family needs dinner. Like you just completely, like you don't, you basically stop caring for other people altogether for the sake of you trying to find um, a space to relax, a space to invest in yourself. That is not the way it's done. We want to honor people around us at all times. And yeah, you might be on your last leg, but in those moments when you feel like you don't have the strength to stand up, you know what you do? You go to God and you say, listen, God, I don't want to dishonor the people around me, right? I would, But I would really like to have some space and some time for myself and have faith that the Lord loves you so much that in the midst of you asking, you will receive that space, that relaxation, that quiet time, it will come to you. You understand me? There will be a day, there will be some time throughout the day in which the Lord puts his hand upon everybody in your household or he moves things out of the way. I'm sorry, there's someone like mowing the, the grass outside, guys. But he moves things out of the way so that you can have your, your, your peace, your space. Love is not self-seeking, Okay. Love is not easily angered, right? So when you're pouring, when you're not even pouring into yourself, but when you're investing into yourself, you want to be self-aware. You want to be conscious, conscious of your emotions, you know? You don't want to be conceited. You don't want to be self-centered to the point where you are lashing out on people because you're in your moment and they're not allowing you the peace that you want. There, there is a way to go about being, you know, loving upon yourself, investing in yourself without, without destroying the people around you, right? Without dismantling the blessings that the Lord has put in your life. Like, you know, you have to be to work, but you decide that today and tomorrow and the day after that, you know what? I'm going to neglect work so that I can invest my time in having some relaxation. Does that seem wise? In the midst of loving yourself, you it's a combination of two things. You have to love yourself, but you also have to keep God at the forefront of your mind. Is it wise for you to be impulsive 
and decide that you aren't going to do something that you know is a blessing from God so that you can find yourself some relaxation, so that you can find yourself some peace, so that you can over and, uh, overindulge in, in essence. And you can, you can, you can, you can overindulge and then find yourself, you know, providing yourself things that are, say, out of your budget. There's a certain way to love ourselves and we don't do it the way that the world does it because in all honesty, the world thinks that they're loving themselves, you know, the the world thinks that they're doing self-care right, only to find out that they're trying to fill a void inside of them that can't be filled the way that they've decided to do it. Being old, being arrogant, being angry, investing in themselves in ways where like they completely dishonor the people around them, where they're destroying households, dismantling things that the Lord has brought into their lives that are blessings, all for the sake of self-care. And that includes destroying, dismantling their self-esteem, destroying, dismantling their bodies, their image destroying and dismantling their spirit to accommodate to a self-care that the world tells them is the way self-care should look. All I'm saying, guys, is for you to check your heart. You know, the Lord weighed this on my heart. A lot of revelations I'm actually receiving as I'm saying this, more and more revelations at that. But to continue, love keeps no record of wrongs, okay? Why are you, why are you giving yourself this self-care, right? So a good example, you happen to feel like you're not being loved in your relationship, right? So you decide, I'm going in your, you, you know, the enemy is, is a lot more clever than people think. So the enemy will say, you know, well, he is not loving you, you know? Yeah, he's your husband. Yeah, he's your boyfriend, whatever. So uh, the best way that we can love ourselves since we're not getting the love that we think we should be getting is basically to go out there and find someone else who is going to love us, even if that means cheating. No, no, I'm telling you right now, that is not how you do self-care, all right? You don't, you don't, the idea is for you not to puff yourself up, become overly arrogant and destroy the people around you. Yeah, they're walking in their flesh, but that doesn't mean you have to. I promise you, if you decide to love yourself that way, all you're going to do is, is take away from yourself. You're going to take away from your spirit. What you reap, you will sow. Are you plant? Are good seeds being planted in the midst of that action? No, it's not. You're gonna feel pain. Maybe not in that moment. Yeah, you feel like you at that point. You know, you just really putting a bandaid over the the hurt that you're feeling. Yeah, you might be feeling good that night. You got dressed up. You're doing the whole self-care thing, quote unquote, according according to the world. You're seeking attention. You get the attention. 
And then days later, you find that you're still in love with this person who's not giving you the love that you desire. And it's and you're in in the immediate moment you've decided you're not going to leave them. And then you end up in this cycle of oh, self-care. I'm loving myself. But all you're doing is walking around this this mountain. It becomes a cycle, a very toxic cycle. And we're doing it in the name of self. No, that's not God, okay? That's not God. In that moment, the best way to love yourself is to talk to God and confess that you feel that there is a void. And then you're going to have to change your perspective and realize that man, as the Lord has given us in scripture, God said, man is foolish. You, me, the man that's not giving you attention, men are foolish. They do not know what they're doing. It comes from the mouth of Jesus, Heavenly Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. We don't, we are sheep, okay? We are putting our heads in holes, getting bit by snakes. We are walking quite literally off of, 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 of um, mountains. We are uh, walking away into the forest, okay? Away from the herd, away from our shepherd, just doing very foolish things in a continuous state of confusion, the Lord acknowledges that humans, you have issues. And without me, you will not have the strength to do what needs to be done according to the kingdom. You will not have the strength, the will to get up and live in this very cruel world. If you want to love yourself, change your perspective, okay? If you feel like you're not getting what you need from a particular person, you need to go to your father and be like, God, I'm feeling very unloved. Please give me more love than you have been giving me. Reveal to me how much you love me. It's okay to ask your father that. Remove the people in my life that are hurting me intentionally. And if you decide that you don't wanna remove them, Father, then I pray because at the end of the day, I'm not fighting this person. I'm fighting principalities, things unseen. See the enemies around me, Lord, that I cannot see with my eyes and hear with my ears and smell, Father God. See them and bind them up. The enemies causing discord between a, a, a man and a woman, between a mom and her family, between two children, siblings. Bind up the enemy, God, that is causing discord, that is bringing so much pain into the lives of all of us, God. And to me, this, this enemy is trying to bear down upon me and bound me. When you do self-care, keep God at the forefront. Only then will you successfully be able to love oneself. And when you, when you have loved yourself and you find that, to go back to the beginning, that random person decides they want to call you again. And it's like, look, I could barely handle my own issues. How am I handle yours? 
In that instance, after you've had your conversation with God and God sheds light upon your situation, gives you perspective, reveals to you in the spirit what's going on with that other person and why they might not give you attention, when the Lord offers you spaces of peace and silence and relaxation and you find that you have favor everywhere you go and everyone is just very kind to you and you know that the Lord's hand is upon your life, when that person does decide to call you and they have a burden that is so heavy and that it has been put in their spirit to reach out to you, let me tell you something. You are being called by God in that moment to respond to that person. And your number one objective is to build them up. And you are building them up because those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter and not just do what is most convenient for us. Strength is for service, not for status, okay? I don't know who needed this word, but I'm gonna end this by saying love does keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, okay? And love rejoices with the truth, right? Your heavenly father loves you abundantly, okay? He is going to shed the truth upon you. He's going to be patient with you. He is going to be kind to you. He will never, never, Make it seem as if you are a bad person. He is never going to guilt you or shame you for anything you've done. And he will never delight in any evil that you have inflicted upon another person or anything that you have inflicted upon another person that was not loving. He will not delight in that. But despite him not delighting in that, he is not going to shame you for doing it. All he is going to do is give you an example of how you should treat that person, of how you should treat yourself. And he's not going to hold your faults over you. I encourage you guys, go to your heavenly father in this season because he has an abundance of love to give to you. And the whole idea of this love is to build you up, is to pour into you. And as you find spaces in this season to be able to provide yourself some self-care in Christ Jesus, including God in your self-care, keeping him at the forefront of your mind, only then will you be able to realize that the Lord has called you, okay, to respond to the people that he put in your life to love them and to build them up. You do not have to think about this 24 seven when the Lord calls you to respond to a person, he will put them before you. 
He will put a circumstance that he has called you to before you. I love you guys. Be encouraged, be loved. Heavenly Father, I pray that your words resound throughout their week and that they are able to apply it practically. And may you cover this family in the mighty name of Jesus. And I will see you guys next time. I say this prayer. Thank you, God, for your love. In Jesus' name, amen.